You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world, what is up? I hope that all is well. All is well on this side. Today, very special episode of the podcast, and I mean very special. This one's a long time coming. Finally got the opportunity to sit down, or not really sit down with, but, you know, to Zoom call with my guy, Byron Sellers. If you don't know who Byron Sellers is, you are sleeping and you need to wake up. Byron Sellers is the king of mobile homes. Him and his girl, his partner, Sharnice, they have gone from nothing to owning four parks with over 200 units in ownership. Uh, Byron is such a great guy, man. Pleasure talking with him and definitely going to link up with him next time he's in Miami. I'm going to sit down, have a couple drinks, uh, go out to dinner or something like that. Or maybe, you know, a cup of coffee. So um, a lot of gems in this episode. We're talking about Byron's story. You know, lots and lots of great information to be heard here. So check it out. I hope you guys love the conversation and enjoy it as much as I do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the conversation with Byron Sellers, founder, well, co-founder of Mobile Home Elite Investors. Let's go. All right. So we are here with my guy, the one and only, let me see, the infamous, the notorious. What else can we say? <laughs> Let me <see>. Chicago's own <laughs> Mr. Byron Sellers, man. Welcome. Welcome. Thoughts over what's, coffee, man. Man, what's going on, brother? Man, I appreciate you having me, man. Definitely an honor. And uh man, I'm ready to set this boy on fire. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. So I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you don't know who Byron Sellers is, you might be under a rock. So we're gonna have to definitely flip that rock over for you. This guy is dubbed the mobile home king. You, you hear that a lot, I'm assuming. Yeah, I do, man. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, really? That's interesting, man. We'll talk a little bit about that. I have a few questions about that also, right? About kind of transitioning from where you were to where you are currently and how that kind of affects your mentality, right? So, but anyway, before we go there, let's start. So you're from Chicago, and I have an interesting question. Tell me about 57th in Indiana. Man, 57th in Indiana. So I lived on 57th in Indiana for about three, yeah, about three and a half years. And uh, I had been, the area is called Washington Park. And before that, I had lived about three blocks away, right on 60th in King Drive. And the area, uh, man, <laughs> the area, it's, it's one of those areas, it's kind of one of those pockets where, um, it's a great neighborhood feel. The people are great, but then you still have your pockets where it goes down. And right. so, you know, when we lived at, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, but we came used to hearing gunshots. We came used to seeing police cars. There's times we came outside the house in the morning and we seen a body on the ground. I've drove past somebody's head splattered. So the unfortunate, the dangerous things that you hear about Chicago, some things on the news, that neighborhood kind of embodied that. And a lot of times it just really came from, you know, the youth just, you know, just kind of sectored out, you know, on the gangs and, 
um, retaliation, right? You take mine, I take yours, and, and legit like small wars. But right. for the most part, the, the culture that was embodied over there, um, the people, man, it was, you know, no matter what time I could walk down the street, you know, by myself, and it would still be love, right? It'd right. be, you know, people we speaking and things like that. And, and so it, it was it was a bittersweet, you know, feeling definitely leaving that neighborhood because again, it, the soul of it was there. Um, the familyhood was there, but it still had its, you know, it had its points where you hear things like, man, I, we can't even go outside for the next 10 minutes until <laughs> it's, you right. know, it's slow down. So, right. uh, man, but 57 Indiana, bro, it, it, it definitely, you know, put that put that nice edge to me and then just gave me, you know, gave me all the love and support at the same time. Right. Okay. So when you're on 57th in Indiana, are you, what's going on like in your career life, entrepreneurial life? What, what are you doing at that time? Man, so that was really a a strong push into it. I had a year before, like I said, I was on 60th and King Drive. I was about a year into entrepreneurship. And that's why I tried so many, man, MLMs. I tried my own business. I tried two <laughs> business. I just tried a lot of things. And, um, you know, they didn't work, but I kept on going. But 57 Indiana gave me focus. Uh, you know, that's Shawnee and I, you know, when we first started, uh, lived together, that gave me a, a crystal clear focus. And um, again, I was still doing a lot of stuff. I was doing ride sharing apps and man, I'm talking, you know, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Right. And I, and I wanted, I, I liked the environment, but at the same time I wanted to get out of the environment, you know, based on just, you know, what you're hearing and what you're seeing. And uh, man, it was, it was amazing that we legit built a six figure business in the hood while right. we was living there. Right. That's we went amazing. from literally zero, you know, to, to, to 200 K in an account. In like a eight, like a well, not from living there, but a year and a half span. But it came out of nowhere, and man, it was just an amazing experience. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. So when you say MLM, right? <laughs> Tell me, <laughs> how many people have you set up in your life? That one sneaky phone call where you're like, "Hey, haven't talked right. to you in a long time, man. Want to get up?" And they're like, "Byron," you're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's link up." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, listen. Oh man, at least, and you know what's funny. I knew my people, right? You know your people. And, and you know, they'll be like, yo, you know, make sure you get, get about on the call. And I'm just like, ah. You know, that feeling, like like you said, is, uh, to hear, like, yo, Byron, that's what you're doing, man? Right, right, And right. so, you know, I, I, I surprised to get about 20, 25, you know? And I'll be honest, like, you know, it's all love. I ain't getting out one sign up either. So, you know, <laughs> it's all love. Yeah, MLM is tough, man. That's tough, man. But, hey, man, when you when you in that mode where you like, something has to change, you'll try anything. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Cutco is still surviving out here. Got people selling Bruh. knives, you know? All of them. What's Cutco? Uh, uh, I was say not Amazon. I forget. Uh, Amtrak, man. They right. All of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, okay. So you're trying all these different things, right? And what finally breaks, right? Because you like, so you're going through this pocket and then all of a sudden you go from that to 200k in the in the bank account so what changes yeah so honestly it was when we discovered mobile home investing um you know the story behind that i was driving lyft podcast came on about mobile home investing i was listening to it my passengers asked me can i turn it off i sent it to <laughs> Sharnice. i get home she's super excited so we both became engulfed like whatever for me when i tried something i became engulfed in it and it just made so much sense it was just like i know i had never heard anybody talk about this we we searched like wow we got mobile home parks you know not too far from us we just began 
uh, you know, we took out a 10K loan, uh, very high interest rate. And we just, we just set ourselves up to, to win, right? We didn't really know what to look for. We didn't have any mentors, anything in this business. And we just went from, we just went for it. And we almost got got a few times on some bad deals, but just, you know, our intuition, I feel like God guided us. And, you know, after our first deal, flipping two mobile homes from pretty much 7,300 to 19,500. The next deal, we, we, you know, next deal we flipping, we get 10,000. The ne- and then now we like, okay, how much can we make a month? So now we go from making, you know, we happy we made, you know, 10,000, 19,000, 20,000. Let's get some $40,000. And we start setting goals. And when we start hitting that, we just like, yo, this is a hustle. I like this. But, yo, like how many people, how many people you think we can benefit off this, right? How many people you think that if we, while we doing this, if we show that they'll be like, you know, I think, I think I can do this as well. And that's ended up launching Mobile Home Elite Investors. We literally had a few names. We put the name in a hat. Mobile Home Elite Investors was the one. <laughs> and we built it from the ground up. I tell people, man, my first course, I made on Zoom, man. I made on Zoom. It's Google Slides. And, bro, I was like, I don't care how we got it. We're going to get it out here. We were selling courses on YouTube, private links at first. Wow. Before we even <laughs> before we did it. So we would pretty much go to field, be in the field, take all the footage so we can have social proof, then come back, teach a webinar, teach courses and it was just we became engulfed in mobile homes to a point that it was a win-win where it was yes the money that we make from mobile homes we can invest in our program to make our program better and the money we make from our program we can put back into mobile homes and before you know it boom we six figures wow that's amazing so where did the idea come from for you to launch the education piece of the business well, we will always get people that will ask us like you know like they'll see us in our stories and stuff like mobile homes like that make money and we'll just break down like yeah you know we turned 7300 into 195 we we turned 5000 shoot we turned 5000 into 20000 we and then people would just be like okay i, I want to learn like what, what, what can i do what what i got to do and so i found myself teaching all my friends first and teaching my family first and they were receptive and then when i see my first friend get his deal i'm like okay mm. i think we i think that i think we own something i think right. i think if we educate people about this you know, I think we could change a lot of people's lives because I remember we didn't have a capital and, you know what I'm saying, for the other, <clears throat> for the other thing, I had wanted to get a real estate, but I knew I had to get, had, either had to have a job so I'm going to get a mortgage. Like, I didn't know what hard money lenders was and all that kind of stuff. So this is the most affordable way to get in. And, uh, man, it's, it's been amazing ever since. So this is, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of, of entrepreneurship when I'm speaking to entrepreneurs like yourself, because there's one quality that all entrepreneurs share, no matter, you know, if you're a visionary or you're an integrator or whatever you may be, we all share one thing and that's a healthy sense of delusion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when everybody else is telling you like, Hey, this is your reality, bro. Like go get a job, go do this, go do that all these different things, but we right. we have this, this sense of delusion that we know something else is upon us. Something else is there for us to accomplish that nobody else can see, right? So like, it, it really, yeah. really sparked that idea in my head when you said, I went and got a 10K loan at a very high interest rate, right? <laughs> I'm thinking about what my father would say. My father would be like, wait, wait, what? You did what? <laughs> You know, that's like a shark loan, right? Because you, you know about those yeah, loans. Exactly. You can find those loans oh, on the man. internet. And I'm talking about like, we're talking about high interest rates. It, it makes no sense to get the money. But <laughs> sometimes you're like, you know what? I'll take that money and I believe myself that I can flip it and then pay it back, right? So where does that sense of delusion come from? 
were you raised by entrepreneurs or where'd you, where'd you develop that quality? Mm, man, that's a good question. So I was, I wasn't raised by entrepreneurs. My parents, you know, uh, you know, hardworking blue collar. Um, it became, I started working at the age of 10. You know, I, I started working in you know, sleeping barbershops. My dad, you know, did some money around the house, got a paper route for us. Um, and that paper route was really the family's, right? But, you know, as a kid, you're like, man, I got, I'm, I got a job. But, you know, yeah. now they realizing that money going to the house. So I began working since 10 consistently, paper mm. route. Uh, my parents had a janitorial job. My, my father got hurt um, when I was in seventh grade, back when I, and I had to go and take the place of him and clean, clean up uh, yeah. uh, buildings. Wow. So here I am, you know, 13 years, 12, 13 years old. And I got to pretty much because of labor laws. Like if I see anybody, I got to duck out and act like I'm not doing anything. But I'm cleaning buildings, right? right? I'm high school, I start caddying. So now, I'm, now I'm, I, I get to see, you know, a level of wealth that I had never been exposed to. So I'm at the golf course. I'm around mm-hmm. this high level mm-hmm. people. So now I'm seeing it like, yo, this, he an average dude. Like, okay, I can get this. I don't have to be a rapper, actor, and things like that, right? I go to college, you know, I get the whole experience. And so... You know, of course, I worked 10 years and within those 10 years, I will always be at my desk, like, like sending my friends instant messages of ideas. Like, yo, it'll be crazy stuff. Like, yo, I think we should start a dog walking company or app and just just all these ideas I will always have. And I always knew and I, and I was always defiant. I hated when people tell me what to do. Same. So Same. I, I, would get rolled up. <laughs> I would get rolled up at work because my somebody's tonality wouldn't like, no, bro, I'm, I'm a grown man. Like, you can't talk to me like that. Same. Same. And so... <laughs> and so, you know, as 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 I kept on going, you know, it's just, I just reached that breaking point. Mm-hmm. Like, man, listen, man, y'all don't pay me enough money to be in here. I just knew there was something inside, but the thing that I was just scared, right? I was scared mm-hmm. of the what the worst can happen, being broke, my status, and all that kind of stuff going down. And didn't even realize that I wasn't making no money really like that. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, I was, you know, I, I was okay. And, you know, it took for me to get fired March 3rd, 2017, because I was gearing up to do it. Like, I'm going to make the, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do it for them to fire me, to me say, you know what? All right, let's go. It's go time. And I right. took that same work ethic that I was working from all those nine to fives, and I just just kept going. And I, and I always saw the end. Like, that was the best thing that helped me. I, I saw the end, you know, saw where I wanted to be, and just remember just, you know, just working backwards from that and just went nonstop. Mm, wow wow that's amazing man i i know exactly how you feel about working those jobs and they treat you like almost like a number right and then they feel as though they can treat you any type of way or talk to you some type of way and then they don't really fly for us as as young black men like you're not just about to talk to me no type of way bro i don't care what position you have or whatever mm-hmm. you know we could throw the hands in the office <laughs> <laughs> for sure like man. <laughs> for sure but um all right so let's let's move forward so you talked a little bit about uh Shanice, right your beautiful queen i want to ask you what is the importance of having a partner that you can relate to that you can work with on that level because it's a really interesting dynamic that you all share yeah man so I think that the beautiful thing about it is, you know, she's not looking for handouts. She's not looking to be taken care of, right? She understands she puts the work in and what we put in together and what we, so that way, you know, if, if she ever wants to say, hey, you know what, I, I just want to chill. I don't, I don't want to do anything for a year. Like she knows she has that luxury, but, but you know, 
I think the the beautiful thing about that is, you know, it keeps the it keeps the intellect, it keeps the conversations at high levels, right? Because we can talk business and things, but then we're able to see the quality of life that we created. And so for both of us, we we you know self-care and, and even being pouring into ourselves, the mindset shift is really a great partner to to have is because, you know, I could be in a situation where I grind it, I grind, I grind it, and then you know, she's gonna be like, all right, cool, take care of me. Which to right. me at the end of the day is still it's it's not a bad thing. But when your partner is coming equal to the table with you, it's like everything we do is no you is like you can have endless thing. I can't even be like, no, nah, you can't have it. No, nah, you want something cool. Like it's the fact because you and we in the trenches together. Right. So it's like it's it's a dynamic because it's like cool. It's like real some for me, real ti. Like you can get whatever you like because right. because we <laughs> grind it together and we truly yeah. understand. So. And it, and, it, and it both takes us to high levels. And I think the roles, you know, having a partner, you know, running a business by yourself is, is tough. That's why every business scales and has people. So right. the beautiful thing about it, we, with us scaling with the time that we have and having the team that we have, it's just, it just makes a perfect, you know, recipe. And she, Sharnice is more, uh, she loves more the kind of the back office, right? Mm. More, you know, she, hey, when she got to go speak, she going to do it. But for the, she likes the behind the scenes. Like, let's go ahead and get the operations running. And so for me, that, that that definitely helps me out to do what I do best um, and just really teach and then, you know, continue to, to grow the scale. That was actually my next question. Uh, who's the visionary and who's the integrator? Mm, good. So I, I'm definitely the visionary. <laughs> the visionary, uh, I'm always coming up. I wake up at three in the morning sometimes like, hey, man, I think I just got it. But, you know, most of the times it's just... Uh, you know, I just write it down. I put it in notes. I put it in mm-hmm. notes and I just share with her, right? When I, when those when those come to me, but I'm always forward thinking. I'm thinking, you know, ten years ahead of you know where mobile home league can be, and you know, just um, you know, and even for her, you know, she'll just let me, she'll you know, let me know what she needs, and mm-hmm. you know, she just go right to the team and just make you know make those things happen. Right, I love it. I love it. So, all right, I got one question, and then we'll move on to kind of where you where you're headed and where you guys are. So I like to ask this question to a lot of our guests. Tell me about your brokest moment and the bounce back. Mm. And the brokest moment that I have, the first thing came to my mind, I remember being in the A office for, for food. Mm. And I remember being in there because it was tough, man. My mother and my parents was buying me food, groceries. And, uh, you know, I remember just going to the store and just being like, please hope my car go through. Please hope my car go through. Like, just just knowing bank account, you know, $7, $7 in my savings, $3 in my, mm. in my checking account. Like, man, you know, bad. And I remember being in the A office. I'm like, I need, you know, I, I need food stamps. You know, I, I, this is what I need. I just got to bite my pride. And I remember the people in there. And I was just like, yo, these are some of the most ungrateful people that I've mm. ever seen in my life. They, well, what's up? Hurry up! Can you hurry up? And I'm just like, nah, this, this ain't it. Like, right. This, this is not it. Like, look where I'm at. And you know, it was just like the entitlement for people who were getting free for free things. And it was crazy because as I sat there, patient, the lady looked at me, and when she called me up, she was just like, you know what? She was like, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some extra because you need to start off. You just been so calm. I like your attitude. And I was mm. like, wow, like, here I am. I am rare in this office, right? Because right. this ain't really what I want. And I, that moment was like, a, I'm not coming back here. You don't belong. I'm not coming back. You don't belong. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. 
Like, and, and, and you know, it, it wasn't embarrassing, but it was just like, just knowing like my mindset, like, wow, like this, you know, like this, this is, this is going to be part of my story. Like I understood at that moment that like, yeah, we, we it ain't, it ain't, I can't go lower than this right now because mm. I need the government to feed me. Right. So it's only, it's only up from here. Wow. And then, so, you know, to go from that, right. Fast forward to now, you guys are four parks in. Yeah. Four mobile home parks. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. 272 units. Yes. yes. That's amazing. That's, you know, Thank like you. brings me back to all the way to the first question that I was going to ask you. How does that feel, right? Like to go from, to know that's your story, right? You went from there, literally in there trying to get food stamps and aid to feed yourself yeah. to four mobile home parks and 272 units, the best time of your life, right? At the height of your career. Well, not even at the height, sorry. On the trajectory <laughs> up. Right. How does that feel, right? So how does that feel? Like, do you feel like I made it? Do you feel like I belong? Or do you feel like an imposter, right? Mm. Tell me. You, that's a good question, man. You know what? So it's times where, for the for the most part, I'm always blessed. You know, I sit there anytime that let's say something not going right, I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm I sit there and it's like, look at my life, like I, I got everything that I want and more, uh, and I'm I'm just extremely blessed. But then that part of me, like, like you said, that trajectory is like, you ain't done enough. You ain't you ain't did enough. Be like you. You know, it's times where I look at it, and I did this in the pandemic, and at times I like said feeling like an imposter because I didn't I didn't grind as hard as I grinded to get to get this thing started. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing that the capability I have to grind, 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 but then I have to believe my belief system and my faith is it really it really comes from like yo, bro, no, but God is making it easier for you, right? right? You you did all that grinding, you put that work in now is what you really manifest right you've been everything that you asked for you've been getting and it's just really coming to that conclusion and, and that's what helps me stay out of that imposter because at times you know it's like yo if i you know i only last year i went maybe you know 60 percent the way i should have went right and at other 40 i will be up you know 20 m's right, right now right. but you know it's just thinking like everything is time and understanding that you know, hey, like the abundance that I got, it it did seem easy, right? The people who came in my life, the trend, everything was just like it almost was like too good. Like, how could this be this simple when I when I was grinding and going crazy twelve hours a day, barely making a hundred dollars a day? Right. So, you know, that's the that's the part that was kind of like, but I, but then I had I really came at peace and was just like, no, I'm just in abundance. Mm. I attract I money. Like, like I say, my affirmations, these things that these things that I watch and go to sleep on and meditation, like this is part of it. That's the, you know, the recipe for it. So it's, it's learned, I learned to accept that and just, you know, continue just to strengthen my faith and understand that I'm just extremely blessed and I'm just a vessel and God has given me everything that I need to continue blessing other people's lives. And the more I give, the more the abundance just pours in. I love that. Yeah, I love that, man. That's what it's all about. It's all about service, all about giving. And I don't think people realize that, right? We get tricked by the media and by music and whatever you pay attention to, Instagram, social media, you see people with the ch the chains, the cars, mm -hmm. the whatever it is, and they think, okay, I can just get that. 
But you'll realize if you really want to get it and keep it, you got to be of service first, right? You got to be of service first, provide value first, and then the value will be given on to you. It just doesn't work the other way around. You know what I mean? Unless you're scamming PPP loans. That's different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, man. So tell me um, when times get rough, right? Times get hard. Like, you know, like you said, those days when things might be not going right. How do you decompress? Man, good question. So one thing I do, my, my little guilty vice is I, I give myself a reward to play my video game, play mm. NBA 2K. So I do that about twice, three times a week. I might turn it on maybe like 1030 at night and give me a game in. Um, and, and it brings me back to my inner boy, right? You know, the inner child, they kind of just having some fun and, you know, being able to just to kind of get tapped into a video game. Um, self-care, man. I, I, I make sure I get a, a, either a weekly massage or bi-weekly massage. Um, you know, I, I, I also, man, I take care of myself, whether it's manicure, pedicure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I try to really, really do the self-care thing. Sharnice and I on Fridays is date night, so that's some fun. And then recently I've been doing a lot of traveling. So, you know, the travel is really being able to just kind of just, you know, let me just, you know, let my head, you know, let my head down and just relax, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor. Right. Um, but you know, I think the, the biggest thing for myself is just present, you know, remaining present, you know, if it's any time that I'm, that I feel overwhelmed or if I feel, you know, Hey, today was a busy day. I can just sit down, I sit down and just legit, you know, just come to a present state and all of that just escapes because I'm just here for the moment. You know, I don't, whether I'm looking, if I can go outside and I can just, you know, just look up and gaze up at the clouds, man, it's just, it helps me to just center me to say, Hey, this is this is this is real right here everything else that i'm thinking or what i gotta do that's up here you know what i'm saying it just really just you know coming back into my reality and that helps me just to really stay focused nice nice man all right are you clear coat or are you buff when you when you're going to get the manicures and pedicures oh man no i'm i'm, I'm buff man I'm, same same <laughs> same same i don't want the clear the right now they know me now no polish, no, no yeah. polish. Don't do that. Trust me. Hey, shout out to the homies out there getting the uh, the clear coat. We ain't judging you, man. But you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want a chip in it. They, they asked you yesterday, like, you want some no chip? I'm like, no, no, no. I want. Now you know it's funny. Your male ego. I'm loud. Like, no, 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 no. None of that. None of that. Right, right, right. Do what you do. Buff. <laughs> right, extra base. Extra base. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's man. hilarious sure, man. Like, nah. that's <laughs> hilarious man so um before we go man i appreciate your time for sure thank you for doing this man it's been a great oh, conversation thus far um i heard you speak about the four-hour work week by tim ferris one of my favorite books um yeah. how did that book affect you man that that got me that book put actually like put me in action Right. The first thing, the first thing I bought uh, was a uh, a resume. I, I went on. I think. Uh, oh man, I can't think of the website. We can buy pre-existing websites. It's not Exchange Market, but uh, Flipper. It's called Flipper. And I bought a um, I bought a website. It was like a turnkey resume building website. And you know, I'm hearing like, yo, like you know, man, you can make money, you know, online, and like you know, what I'm saying like work four hours. So that was the first thing. Now and. I loved it because it took me outside of my comfort zone and I, I, I hired a VA, right? That was my first time ever hiring a VA. I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm a boss now. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but that book really, really helped me, man. It was just like that, you know, it gave me the, how realistic, you know, imagine you at work and you're working 10, 12 hours and you here four hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and that really, you know, when I look back at it, that book is really life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, sometimes even as you just said, I'm just like, it hit me like, It'll be that's your life, you know, like so. Right, right. It's the same. Exactly. It's the same reaction that I had when I first read the book. And um, actually, was speaking to someone the other day who did ten years in prison, and they were looking to kind of you know jump off the porch and get into entrepreneurship. You know, really, really good guy, really educated. And he goes, "Wait," I was telling him about the concept of the new rich from from the Far Work Week, and he was kind of blown away, like. Wait, people live like that? I'm like, yeah, it's actually real. I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's right. real. So I'm like, right. you just got to take these steps. I'm like, so, you know, we're going to give him the book and give him a copy, man. Uh, so right before we go, give some book recommendations and they will wrap up. Yeah, man. So um, definitely, I think, if you, you know, if you listen to African-American, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, um, that's definitely a, just an amazing book to kind of, you know, break down, think and grow rich in. More so our language and more and more so our heroes. I've never heard of that. Um, wow. Yeah, Thinking Girl Richard Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. Um, that's definitely a great one. Uh, the Go-Giver uh, by Bob uh, Bob Berg. Go-Giver is an amazing book. It, it really, it talks, it shows you how, um, you know, most wealthy people, they just give, 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 right? And they give out of servitude. And, um, you know, when you kind of go into that, the reason why, again, you, the, the go-giver, you begin to receive so much because of the fact that you give. And it's not like you give just because you want to receive, but the fact that as long as you give, as Cass talked about earlier, that value, you can you continue to give value to your people, to your team. Man, it's just, it's the, the, the abundance is, is, is amazing. Wow, that's amazing, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, King, the mobile home King. Byron <laughs> <laughs> Sellers, man, thank you so much. Thank you for being on Thoughts Thank of the Coffee daily, man. This was a great episode. I appreciate you, brother. Thank much you. love, bro. Thank All you right, so y'all. much, King. So, as always, you know the outro. Peace, blessings, cheers. <laughs>